Hello, folks, and welcome back to the Beefy Boys Bug Club for episode five. Before we get started here, us at the Beefy Boys would like to thank the first responders in California wildfires. May you all be safe, and if you are in the California area, please make sure to donate items to the firehouses and animal shelters to lend the helping hand. With that being said, I am Christian, and I am joined here with the buds Vito Yo. and Joe. Yo. Let's get started, folks. I mean, because, so as far as, so we were talking fantasy, and, I mean, my brother and Haley are playing each other, and they both fucking suck. That's like a garbage game, <laughs> three and seven versus three and seven. <laughs> but then I'm, I'm looking in my division, and I'm getting a little spooked. Why? Because I'm going against, I mean, Claude's in my division, right? Yeah. And Claude's so right behind me, and yeah. so are you. So our biggest issue is, is, I won squeaking by last week, and I was amped about that. You know, yeah. kicker scored more than Saquon Barkley, big time, <laughs> big time. So I'm pumped up, but then I, I realized, wait a minute, if I keep winning, I'm going to have to play you in the playoffs. <laughs> Who well, Or Blake. So, it's going to be or me or Blake. You or yeah. Blake, and I want Blake. I want to play Blake <laughs> since I 100-pieced him. So what I want to yeah. do is, so what we've been, what Claude and I have been thinking We've been thinking on the same track of throwing a game <laughs> and pulling all of our starters out of the game, putting in nothing but bench That's and backup. Awesome. That's an awesome idea. Just to drop, to mess with each other drop in the, the rank. Yes. I mean, I'm pretty sure. I mean, I think you're both clinched already. Because I told him that. I told him that. And then he was like, oh, man, that's actually a great idea. I was like, fuck you. That's my idea. 100% <laughs> my idea. I picked up both Malcolm Brown and... Uh, Spencer Ware, just so I can mess with you guys in the in the finals when they're when uh, Kareem Hunt and uh, Gurley are resting. <laughs> so you know, oh look, I have your backup on my team. Ha <laughs> ha! If Kansas City if Kansas City benches their starters again, they're going to lose first round of the playoffs, guaranteed. I mean, and let me tell you why: because you're going to bench your starters in the last game of the season, right? You're going to go into the playoffs with a bye week. Yeah. So they're resting for two weeks. Yeah. That's a little. That's too much time. That's a little, way too fucking long, and they're gonna get rusty. It's happened every fucking year that. Uh, um, I'm sorry, I'm blanking. Andy Reid. Andy Reid yeah. has pulled his starters on the last game of the year. He pulls all of them. They come out in the first round of the playoffs, and they lose. Yeah. I mean, granted, not in Houston when they played in Houston that one year, but I mean, overall, their playoff record, they should not be fucking around and pulling their starters before it's you know before yeah out you know we're talking about kansas city Mm -hmm. so we talked a little bit a week ago about you know our playoff predictions and some of them not looking so great some of them are not looking great because i said the seahawks were going to beat the chargers and i said the seahawks were going to beat the rams and we Lost both of those games. And, uh, okay, so granted, Seahawks have won against Green Bay, right? That was a big game. Primetime game at home. They win. It looks good. They have big numbers. You know, almost, you know, 170 rushing yards for Chris Carson You're and talking Mike about Davis. The game and I'm talking about the game on, on Thursday. Thursday. Okay. But on Thursday, I also said something that, you know, puckered everybody's asshole when I said that the Seahawks sucked. And here's my, here's my you know, my defense. I love the Seahawks. I have grown up a Seahawks fan my entire life, and almost my entire life the Seahawks were terrible. You know, we you know that the the Sean Alexander early days, 
the you know 2004 2005 season those were big years for us and then after that when Sean Alexander got paid and he was too scared to run they they started declining right but you know I love Matt Hasselbeck and he kind of saved he kind of saved the franchise in a weird way but then he leaves right they don't want to pay Matt Hasselbeck big contract money so he goes away and then we're stuck with Seneca Wallace and Charlie Whitehurst <laughs> and Tavares Jackson. Those were fucking horrible years, right? Those, I mean, that was like Seahawks were yeah. absolutely terrible. But we were used to the Seahawks kind of sucking, right? So nobody was, you know, ever pissy when somebody said, oh, the Seahawks suck. Everybody knew it. The Seahawks knew it, you know. And just kind of gradually you get Russell Wilson, you get all those great defensive players, you go to the Super Bowl, you win it, and then you go to the next year, you lose it. Everybody is so accustomed to the Seahawks being a powerhouse, right? Mm-hmm. And, and a Super Bowl contender. Last year, they dropped off the Super Bowl contender map completely. Just mm-hmm. they, they were fucking terrible last year. Russell Wilson was the leading rusher, which obviously is a bad start to begin with. Our running backs were constantly getting hurt. So this year, we lose a lot of defensive players. We still have Russell Wilson. We still have you know Doug Baldwin. They, the Seahawks just signed uh, Tyler Lockett to a big contract extension, which he is living up to it big time. It's uh-huh. been a career year for him. It's been his best year with the Seahawks. It's like his leg was never even broken. you know. And he looks great. They're awesome. They're having fun. But here's my point. They are not a great football team. And they're not even – I wouldn't even say that they're even kind of better than good. They're a good football team, but they're not better than good. I mean, I know I picked them – as a playoff team, which looks very silly now two weeks later, but <laughs> they barely beat Green Bay last week, who has one of the worst coaches in the league. And, you know... He's a big reason why the Seahawks won that game. I know, because they punted for some reason <laughs> when they had no timeouts two. left. Like, what do you do? And it, across the 50. And also, like, Aaron Rodgers didn't look like himself. Well, Aaron Rodgers was interviewed before the game, and he was almost in tears because he's from Paradise, California, which is literally burned to the ground, you know? And then, like, there's all these these articles in the posting, like, what's wrong with Aaron Rodgers? I'm like, his hometown literally burnt to the ground two days ago. Like, I think he's a little distracted, you know? Like, after Hurricane Sandy, Eli Manning played a game where he threw three picks, and people were like, what's wrong? And then he posted a picture of himself standing in water up to his ankles in his own apartment. Like, you know, like, pay attention to what's happening around these people, you know? It's brutal <laughs> the fact that Eli Manning was living in an apartment but anyway it's Hoboken it's really expensive <laughs> but anyway anyway that's that's beside the point um yes Aaron Rodgers was not himself but still had a big game 320 some passing yards I believe two passing touchdowns yeah or three passing touchdowns yeah three passing mm-hmm. touchdowns and then they got a field goal um the Seahawks do have the advantage of having three more combined games between the Cardinals and 49ers left and the 49ers just lost to the Giants so should tell you all you need to know about that team. I mean, that's big. <laughs> that's I mean, that's big news that the Seahawks still have those games. But don't forget that the Seahawks still play Carolina. They still I play know. Minnesota. They still play Kansas City, and uh, you know, and those two games against the the Cardinals and the 49ers, Yeah, it seems like they're joke teams, but they're division matchups. Yeah, and you know, oh, yeah. the, the Cardinals always come here and show up in CenturyLink, kind of like how the Seahawks go to Arizona and show up in Arizona. It's almost like we switch home field advantage when we play each other. It's like they have home field advantage here because they win here a lot. And the Seahawks have home field advantage over there in Arizona because they, they dominate in Arizona, except for that stupid fucking tie game that happened a few years ago. (laughs) But 
Let's, ties are so dumb in the But, the, I mean, the, when I say the Seahawks suck, it's not the players in general, right? It's, it's they suck because they're not mashing yet. And people don't want to hear the word suck. They get upset at the word suck. But in reality, they're not a great football team. They can still turn around and they can still, re, you know, if they really go at it, they can make the wild card. Yeah. And, but they make the wild card, they're not going anywhere in the playoffs. I'm sorry. There, there's no Super Bowl hope this year. Not at all. Not when you have the Rams. Not when you have the Saints. I, I mean, I just feel like the Bears and uh, Panthers are for real, and you're not getting past them. I mean, I, if they open maybe up the way... Maybe I could argue that call it saying they suck is too strong ter- terminology. I think they're just mediocre. They're not great. They're not awful. They just are. So. Right, but I said that, too. I said, yeah. that. I said, hey, suck was just me being a little yeah. a butthurt little bitch. And, but I, I mean, they're not a they're not a great football team. They are very me- mediocre. Russell Wilson has blown a lot of games for the Seahawks this year. The coaching staff, especially, has blown a lot of games this year. The Seahawks should not be five and five. If the Seahawks weren't a mediocre team, they would not be five and five. Exactly. And with that being said, they're mediocre because they're young. They have a new coaching staff, and they're rebuilding. Yeah. You know, they're they're in their rebuilding phase. They lost all their defensive players. But you still got, you know, you still got Bobby Wagner. You still got Russell Wilson. The running backs are really showing up this year. The offensive line is coming together. They're going to be a powerhouse next year. And yeah. 100%, they'll be going to the playoffs next year without a doubt. Yeah. And I think Schottenheimer's great. But I think the sense of urgency on the Seahawks is what makes them suck. And speaking about football, the, the Seahawks just lost their primetime matchup against the 49ers. They not really not really surprised by that. But speaking of primetime games, all right. Yeah. We're going to we're going to venture into Monday night football. And Vito, I'm going to fill you in on this one a little bit. <laughs> yeah. So on the on the Monday night football team <laughs> uh, or the the commentating team, they're one to begin with, they're fucking terrible. Every single one of them is horrible. I mean, Joe Tessitore isn't terrible, but he's just a play-by-play guy. Him and Jason Witten and Booger McFarlane Quick, are... Quick uh, question before you explain about Monday Night Football. Uh-huh. What is Monday Night Football? So, see, I love having Vito here because he asks all the sports questions that we don't even think people are going to need. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> I got to take question. you guys one step back to clue me in here. That's <laughs> the NFL question. plays most yeah. of their games on Sunday, right? Shout yeah. Out to three games a week. Well, two or three. Because Thursday night football is a whole different beast. But Sunday night, they put their best game of the week. They used to do that on Monday night. Monday night football was like the marquee event. It was the only game that was in prime time. So like when people weren't working and not Sunday morning or Sunday afternoon if you're not on the West Coast. Um, Then like 10 years ago, they added a Sunday night game. Now they also have a Thursday night game. Anyways, but basically it's like the marquee matchups of the week happen on Sunday night and Monday night. Okay. And then ESPN has the Monday night broadcast. And that's the only game they broadcast each week. So they try and make this big show of it, you know? Right. They put all their production behind it because it's the only one they have to cover. So they have one team who does them all. Whereas, like, CBS has to cover five or six games every week, so you don't know. So, you know, some, like, Tony Romo's great, but then you get, like, Charles Davis, who's mediocre, and, you know, there's oh, the mix hate, and match, I all these. Yeah. I think he's fine. I think it's I like him because of Madden. But anyways, <laughs> this, we're talking about Monday Night Football, yeah. okay? Like, so like I said, ESPN, lots of money, owned by Disney. They should have all the money in the world. So they should, you think that they should have the best announcing crew. And they had John Gruden, who's now coach of the Raiders up until last year. He was okay. He was a super goofball and would do, and love finding random props to like flop around. But, you know, he was fun. So they replaced him with Jason Witten, who was tight end for the Dallas, Dallas forever. Cowboys, and yeah. Joe Tessitore, who's just like 
generic football announcer. So, okay, let me explain football announcing teams. In general, on a sports announcing team, you have two guys. You have the play-by-play guy who tells you exactly what's happening on the field and the color commentator who's there to provide colorful commentary, basically. Yeah. Who like, comes up like, like one of them once compared Jason Pierre-Paul to an octopus, you know, stuff yeah. like that. <laughs> That's their job. So kind of like in uh, like um, video game tournaments... Yeah, 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 yeah. Broadcasters, and one of them is usually like a YouTuber or something. Yeah, comedian. One of them's there just for the personality. The other one's there to like tell you what's happening. So if like you're not paying attention, you like, yeah. And then additionally, you have a sideline reporter whose main job is to be on the sideline and to report like what's happening if like someone's injured, what's going on with them, since they're right there, you know. Yeah. But ESPN decided to go a different route. So their Joe Tessitore is their play-by-play guy. He's okay. I mean, play-by-play guys are boring jason witten's doing the color commentary it's his first year he's not great but their sideline reporter is this guy named booger mcfarland (laughs) who used to be an nfl player as well Mm -hmm. and he doesn't stand on the sideline he has what he calls the booger mobile which is this motorized cart that he sits on and basically has an elevated desk so he can like look up stats and provide analysis from the sidelines and generally when you have a two-man team which has been the standard for forever the two guys in the booth talk all the time. They throw to the sideline reporter when he has something to say. Booger McFarland butts, butts in with random stuff all the time. All game long. Yeah. And not to mention, his cart isn't just like a... It's not like a, a small production. It's like a ginormous fucking... It's a crane. It's a I mean, crane. And he goes along the... He's along the entire front row of the stadium. And these people are paying top dollar to go and see these teams and the sit in the front row... And he's on his stupid crane right in front of him. So people were, you know, bitching naturally about it that they couldn't see the game. Now so they, what do they do to fix that? <laughs> they throw a ginormous TV on the back of his well, crane. They, they, <laughs> so that way people can that. see the I'll, game. I'll post some pictures of this in the, in the Facebook group so you can see what we're talking about. It's, it's absolutely, absolutely absurd. Ridiculous. But they changed it again. It now and They got it's rid of the TV and, yeah. and it's a plexiglass blacking so you can see through it. It's still not great. You don't want to pay for a front row seats and then have to look through like a car window to see the exactly i don't want to have to look through plexiglass or you know or go through booger's computer monitor or anything like that so yeah if you're sitting in the front row you're not spending you know minimal amounts of of money you're you're spending like i said top dollar to sit there and these guys have got a big ginormous crane so so what does the bills mafia do to figure this solution out they throw dildos at Booger McFarland. <laughs> Vito, and for context, mafia, yes, who's the Bills Mafia? The Bills Mafia is, so Buffalo Bills, they were a very, very big powerhouse in the 90s, right? They went to the Super Bowl four years in a row, and they lost four years in a row. Very sad. I Okay, so I love the Seahawks, and the second team for me is the Buffalo Bills. So I've been watching the Bills since I was you know a little kid, same amount of years I've been watching the Seahawks. The, the Bills Mafia is their crowd. It's like their, their fan base, and they're notorious. They're one of the most diehard. I would, I would probably credit them to being the reason why Buffalo still has a football team. Yeah. And they have been terrible every year since their last Super Bowl They went to the lost. playoffs last year. Dude. Come on. <laughs> come on. Yeah, Tyrod Taylor was Just cool. Saying. It was awesome. They went to the playoffs. But before that... It had been uh, since the 90s, since their last playoff run. 
And then they, of course, they get destroyed by Jacksonville. I know. Did you see Matt Barkley look like a star for them? (laughs) I saw that. Anyways, anyways, anyways. Um, Yeah, I'm mafia. As so, oh, sorry. I I don't mean to interrupt. Oh, go ahead. I'm gonna I'm gonna let him know about the dildos. Oh, I thought you. So the so (laughs) the Bills Mafia (laughs) a couple years ago. Uh, Tom Brady and the Patriots were playing in Buffalo. Naturally, they despise the Patriots. First off, they hate every other team. But the Patriots, they hate especially. And this was, you know, post-Rex Ryan at Buffalo days. And when Rex Ryan was at the, at the Bills coaching for him, that was kind of like when the hatred really started to heat up a little bit more. So Tom Brady and the Patriots were in the red zone. And they were right up on the goal line. And on live TV in front of everybody, they, they're starting to line up, and all of a sudden you just see this big old dildo <laughs> just, just flop on the field. So they, nobody knew what it was, so the referees go and they pick it up, they start kicking it on the ground. <laughs> but, but written on the dildo is Tom Brady's mouthpiece. Oh, and I think that was like the funniest Christ. thing ever. I mean, if you have the time, it, it's on YouTube, it's about 10 minutes Barstool sports documentary on the Bills Mafia. If you love football and you want to know about the craziest, you know, sports fanatics as far as like their home team, check that documentary out. It's fantastic. It's funny. It's awesome. For sure. And they're great. I, I love the Bills Mafia. Yeah. Like but, I just I wish I wish every day of my life that the Seahawks fans were as crazy as them because, like I said, in Seattle or Washington alone, the the football crowd here is very politically correct they don't like to cuss they don't we like to get you fight. out for like a bills game once we make millions from this podcast it's a it's a goal of mine it's a goal of mine yeah. it's a goal of my dad's you know he, actually we were watching the huskies game earlier and we were talking about the pc culture and football stadiums and i mentioned going to ralph wilson to watch a football game yeah i said you're not going to ralph wilson to root for a different team you know, you're going there and you're wearing Bills attire and you're going to root for the Bills. Otherwise, you're going to be covered in beer, ketchup, spit, all that good shit. So you're out there for and like that's, what, that's what's fun. That's a what lake of what, lake effect snow and it's like just 10 feet of snow just dumping down on the field. Drop, right, yeah. drop on a table. So, so, yeah, they were throwing dildo or they were, they were going to throw dildos at Booger McFarland and... So they, they decided to, to fix the crane a little bit because yeah. the ESPN didn't want anything to do with <laughs> dildos being thrown at, at Booger. And the Giants have been on Monday Night Football twice this Booger year. Booger dildos. And Booger dildos. <laughs> that's an image. The, I've had to endure this awful setup twice this year. Um, so I wrote down some of my choice Booger quotes. Okay, these are real live things said by a professional sports announcer. Named Booger. Named, well, the, Anthony, but sure. But yeah. he calls himself <laughs> he calls Booger, himself, right? <laughs> um, in the first Monday night game, Odell Beckham had to pee. And it was just before halftime, and the opponents had the ball. So he went to the locker room to use the bathroom. Booger McFarland called him a diva because he wouldn't pee in his pants on the sideline. This happened on live TV. <laughs> you can look it up. And he's like, is it just me, Jason? Like, you guys wouldn't just, like, you know, just go in your pants? And Jason's like, when's like, no, I have no idea what you're talking about, bugger. All right? Jesus <laughs> it was like either pissing in your pants or pissing on the sidelines yeah. somewhere, like yeah. covering up with, like, a, a jacket or something. Cut to a replay of Saquon Barkley trying to go for a run. Booger says, watch Richard Sherman tackle Saquon's outside leg. Saquon loves to bounce the ball to the, uh, to the outside. Sherman tackles Barkley by the shoulder pads, like right after he said that, okay? <laughs> the day, about three hours before the Saints signed Des Bryant, 
I bet the Saints don't sign Des Bryant. He doesn't fit their system. <laughs> Hours before it happened. Eli massively underthrows a, touch, a, pass, a short touchdown pass to a wide open LBJ. Jason Witten says, Woo, Eli really underthrew that pass. Uh, Booger cuts him off. Guys, I think Eli underthrew that pass. Like, what? what are you guys <laughs> doing? Oh, and then my favorite one, and I know I'm an Eli Manning defender, but Booger says, Eli is not a whole, Hall of Famer. He's only ever been to the playoffs twice. Eli Manning has been to the playoffs six times. All right? <laughs> He's a two-time Super Bowl MVP. Sixth most, yard, sixth, sixth most yards of all time, eighth most touchdowns, and he's never been injured in his entire career. And he's to going me- to the Hall of Fame. Yeah, he is. He <laughs> will be for sure. And not to mention, he did beat like one of the greatest football teams, the, the, undefe- know, the, yeah, the undefeated yeah. Patriots. We mentioned that in my favorite yeah. sport. I mean, and like I said, it's Jason Witten's first year. He hasn't been much better. I have some choice Jason Witten quotes for you here, too. Are you ready for this? These are fucking hilarious. All right. So these first three are all going to be from the same game. This was a San Francisco versus Green Bay game. San Francisco can't keep kicking themselves in the foot. (laughs) This was right. And then right after Aaron Rodgers gets sacked, (laughs) Richard Sherman has seen that truck a little bit. I don't even know what he was trying to say there. (laughs) (laughs) And then my favorite one, this one had my fiance, Ara, in tears. After Aaron Rodgers throws a touchdown pass to tie the game, Rogers just pulled another rabbit out of his head. <laughs> and then he finally, trying to censor himself or something? I think he was, I think he, well, maybe, I, I thought he was wanted to say hat. It's got to be one of those things where but, he's, he's. Oh, I thought he was going to say ass. Maybe. I feel like he's not nervous, but for some reason he's like a little bit like commentator shy. I mean, it's got to be awkward with Booger just jumping, jumping in there all in, the time. You never I have, I have one more, it. one more uh, great Wittenism here. So. In the game, Mark Ingram was suspended for four games this year for performance-enhancing drugs. The game he comes back, Witten says, I'm just so impressed with Mark Ingram. He keeps getting better despite getting older somehow. (laughs) 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 And again, this is the Disney company, the richest media company in the world. This is their one game a week. These are the people they choose to have to run it for them. It's it's pretty. I could do better. I don't even know. Pretty <laughs> And speaking of Monday Night Football, if you haven't been aware, the Cruz Azul field has completely just destroyed itself in the last like. I mean, the field was just shitty. But being in Mexico City a few different times, I really wonder why they chose that stadium to be the Monday Night Football game for probably one of the biggest games of the year. Granted, they probably didn't expect it to be, but. It's one of the biggest games of the year, and they chose probably one of the worst stadiums in Mexico to have the game. Cruz Azul. It was Stadium Azteca. That no, time. it's not. It's at Cruz Azul Stadium. Are you sure? In Mexico. Well, oh. there's. I mean, there's so many different stadiums yeah. in, in fucking Mexico, but I mean, they, they should have had at um, Stadio Azteca like they did last year. Yeah. But I I don't know why they didn't do it there. It's much bigger. It's nicer. Yeah. It's you know it's well kept. This field just like destroyed it looked like shit i mean i'm sure you saw <laughs> yeah, i know i did yeah so they they decided to move the game to la mm-hmm. which you know la will probably be another home game for the chiefs la fans are horrible well Ra- the rams fans can turn up a little bit like not it's not as bad as the chargers, the chargers. playing in that, oh in that soccer God. stadium oh, <laughs> that yeah i mean i i read an interesting article about how the chargers are actually they practice with crowd noise for their home games because they're yeah. used to having oh, yeah. it be loud when they're on offense 
because the crowd is majority not Chargers. Fans. At least the Rams actually have a history in Los Angeles. I don't know why. The yeah, Chargers they need to they need to take to the Chargers there. back to San Diego. I think right? it's it's so dumb. It is so dumb having two LA teams, especially when LA has like one of the worst fan bases ever. And you know, I don't know why they need two of everything. You know, Lakers because Clippers. they're the second biggest city. Yeah, Population-wise. That doesn't mean they need to have... Why does Green Bay need to dump Buffalo, you know? Hey, man, take that team away from Buffalo. That that place... That, yeah, I know. That, it'll I'm not saying burn to the ground. <laughs> it um, was absurd that we had no football teams in Los Angeles for 20 years. That was weird. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I agree with you, but then all of a sudden moving two teams there at once. I know. Ugh, God, I don't even want to get into that. Uh, um, college football. College oh, football well, real today quick, was... did you see that the Rams are giving like all the first responders, all the firefighters, a bunch of free tickets to the yes, home game? Yes, I yeah, saw that, and that's awesome. That's pretty cool. Hats off to cool. you, Los Angeles Rams. Anyways, carry on. Uh, yeah, college football. All right, we're going to get into it. Huskies uh, today played the terrible Beavers, Oregon State Beavers. They won that game. I'm happy. They look a little, you know, <clears throat> they look better after that bye week. Trey Adams returned today to the lineup. Speaking of Trey Adams, for Huskies fans, this has got to be something that has been very exciting in the re- in the recent uh, weeks. Is Trey Adams has announced that he's coming back to UW to play for another year because he registered this year with a back injury, and just having him come back, you'll have a healthy Trey Adams. You'll have a you know a brand new quarterback, Jake Easton from Georgia, who's got the SEC experience. I'm excited for the Huskies next year. I'm excited for them to take on Wazoo uh, on Friday, right after Thanksgiving. I'll be at work, so I won't be able to watch the game. It sucks. But anyway, did anybody catch the Maryland game today? I mean, did you check it out, Joe? Because it was it was absolutely. I was working all day. Uh, 51-52. Oh, uh, you know, I did see that. And then Maryland missed a two point conversion that would have won them the game. Yes, yeah. and the, and, the, and it sucked because against the ball, Ohio State. The ball was it was it was thrown a little wonky, but the the receiver was like wide open. But anyway, um, moving on. I just want to uh, just want to let's let's pause it real quick. Okie dokie. Let's roll it, roll it, roll it, or a rolling, 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 yeah. Yeah. So before we started, uh, <laughs> speaking of rolling, yeah. rolling, rolling, we had a we were having a discussion about. Um, Early two thousands new metal powerhouse Limp Biscuit. Yes, not uh, only Christian Limp had Biscuit. some hot takes on. Not Limp only Limp Biscuit. Now I'm talking when I'm when I'm when we're talking new metal, man. That was like my shit. That was all of our shit. Uh, you know, one of my best friends, Blake, my cousin Ramon. They, you know, growing up, we all loved metal, but the new metal was like our. That was our fucking. How shit. old were you two in like ninety nine two thousand when Limp Bizkit was blowing up? Well, in ninety nine, I was five years old. Yeah, that's what I thought. See, I was thirteen, so like I have an excuse for being into Limp Bizkit because it was on MTV when I was watching MTV. My, uh, <laughs> my, my, my brother is seven years older than me, so I just okay. in, like inherited his music taste. Yeah, there you go. And, and you know what? So then, when did you guys? When Vita or Christian specifically? When did you like get into the new metal? Craze because it had to be after it. When I, I was guess, when I was five years old, <laughs> I fucking love Limp Biscuit. And the funny thing is, is I loved it. My brother loved it. My mom loved new metal. I don't know what it is about new metal, but my mom fucking loved it. She, you know, corn, 
Limp Biscuit yeah. and Slipknot. She loved it all. Well, Lincoln Park, no, Lincoln Park. Oh, of course, Lincoln yeah. Park. Yep. But I will yeah, say, I remember, I was in fifth grade singing Lincoln Park songs. Oh my! God. I'll say that my <laughs> intro or my 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 intro into new metal was Hybrid Theory from Lincoln Park. Okay. So I bought that album and then Slipknot's, like one of Slipknot's first studio albums. Those were the two CDs. Those were the two first CDs I ever bought of my own money. Yeah. And I bought them at a used CD store on the Ave, and I'm pretty sure it's still there. It's a shithole. Is it Big Al's? Big Al's is still there. Yeah. yeah. Yes. That place yes, is it awesome. Is. It is. It's awesome. I like their classic video game collection. Right? But it was, a, it, was a, it was a dump back in the day. The whole Ave was I mean, a dump. It still, still is. is. <laughs> but anyway. <laughs> anyway, those were the two... Albums. Oh, and then I'm sorry, Disturbed. Uh, Disturbed's. Um, I can't remember oh, what. The, I, I can't remember what the album yeah. was called. <laughs> Is it not called <laughs> Unfortunately, I can't remember what the album was called, but it was great. Those were the three first CDs I ever bought with my own money. And I had a, oh I remember God. I had a CD player. I remember I had a CD player, yeah. And I had yeah. those headphones that went over your head and then had like a curve that went up over your ear. Oh, oh yeah. Fancy. I remember those. Yeah. The first, do you want to talk about really, the first CD I, I ever bought was headphones. Smash Mouth Astro Lounge. So. <laughs> <laughs> what? Oh, All-Star was a good song when I was 12. Yep. It, was, it was in Mystery Men. I remember watching was Mystery it? Men and hearing that song thinking it was the shit. Um, cause we had the mystery men CD as well. It was something that my dad invested in. It was hilarious. But anyway, um, yeah, that, that's what kind of got me into new metal. And I think the, the new metal era is, I mean, that was just a weird time. It, it was, was a like, weird time and it was a ridiculous thing. It new, was new metal is ridiculous, but it's, it's absolutely awesome. And it, it, you know, represents so much of my childhood, we all loved it, and we all grew up around it. And we listened to it. we listened to it all the time, especially Lincoln Park, Limp Bizkit, yeah. and those were like the biggest ones. And oh, Corn as well. I'm sorry, it was I didn't just to exclude Corn. It was a Korn weird was, time for pop music because that was also like the heart of the Backstreet Boys, Insync, and Britney Spears as well. So, and that was also like. I don't know if either of you were around for the TRL days on MTV, but that was like the hottest shit in that time. So it was like a top ten countdown where you'd hear like you know Britney, Christina. In sync, and then you like pop a roach in there, and then the back to like <laughs> roach, dude. 98 yeah. degrees. Like this is an odd eclectic mix of music. Forever, I you don't you don't go to Last Resort when the one Papa Road song I think people can Cut identify. My life into yeah, thank you. Pieces. Oh come on, I mean that's not a staple, but they had some other ones. Uh, fucking uh, Jablomi or J- Jacob, what was his name? Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I can't I remember. Don't ask me. I saw his I name was Papa Roach. I, I don't can't know. remember their lead singer's name, but he was on that MTV show Scarred, and I remember watching that all the time. That was great. People rollerblading and like breaking their fucking femurs and shit. My mom was so mad when I started blasting that limp biscuit on her like <laughs> eight CD changer in the house. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I remember I that. <laughs> yeah, I remember those such the, goops, those stereos so with badass. like the eight CDs, and like, like it would go between. Yeah. Them. yeah, I just don't know how it was, but my mom just. She loved the new metal era just as much that's just, as we did. That's so Yeah, my mom random. did too. And, you know, we were constantly listening to Korn, constantly listening to <laughs> System like, of a Down, yep, Slipknot, yep. and, and all that. You know, this and this was also when System of a Down was more heavier. Than, yeah. You know, this was before they let their guitarists, like, really start singing a lot. That was when the band fell apart because he is fucking horrible. He's a terrible fucking singer. Yeah, I remember when Toxicity came out. I, dude, that album <laughs> is the shit. <laughs> I remember uh, <laughs> I remember hearing prison song 
Oh yeah, I remember watching the video for the first time too. My dad was like, "Oh boy, prison song." You guys have already surpassed my knowledge of new metal. It's not. So I take it you weren't a big new metal guy, like like. I mean, like I said, I was big into Limp Bizkit for a while, but that was about as far as Slipknot and was like a little too. Hard. Yeah, I did like the Faith cover. <laughs> I love the Faith cover. This is embarrassing, but I didn't know it was a cover till like five years after. Oh that. man, <laughs> it's been it's been on like almost every single worst covers, like yeah, worst like top ten worst cover songs that I've really? seen. Really? Oh, it's been on almost every it's single fun. one of them it's, as I mean, either number stupid, one or number two. You, and I you, think that that I think that cover is bad. <laughs> the stupid record scratching. Yeah, that, that whole that whole thing. Oh, yeah, Kid, Kid Rock was before he. When all country was blowing up at that time. Kid too. Rock is the shit too. And uh, <laughs> I, I don't know if this is the same time period, maybe a little bit after, um, or maybe a little bit before. I'm not sure. But uh, Marilyn Manson. Oh yeah, of course. That was around then. He was always on the fringes because he, you know. Yeah, of course. That's a weird. That was yeah, back God, when he was I like fucking his, love that as shit. controversial as he could get. Yeah, me too. Like that was back yeah. when he was like on talk shows. Oh yeah, and and everybody hated him because mm-hmm. they thought he was like the devil. Remember, I, mean, I remember watching he himself like fake boobs for a while. Or yeah, something. he had yeah. the fake boobs. He was yeah, talking about that was stuff that in his time. own yeah, head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember watching one of those like interviews or whatever where they were like trying to get people to explain moshing to normal people. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! So I went to a Bad Religion show a few years ago, and those guys are like ancient now. Oh yeah, those guys. Greg Graffin was talking about how his wife wouldn't let him slam dance anymore. I'm like, how old are you? <laughs> Speaking of mosh pits, if anybody wants to have a great laugh, you guys got to check out the yellow card wall. Of oh death. my god, that yeah. is one of the funniest videos I've ever seen. It's so ridiculous. I love it when those whiny, so whiny ass pop punk bands try and get mosh pits started at their or like even screamo bands, you know, like terrible screamo <laughs> yeah. bands that come on, uh, come on tour with like Cannibal Corpse. You'll get like usually like one shitty screamo band. Oh, I bet. And they're you know they're, they'll be in there and they'll tell the whole crowd to separate from wall to wall. But when you realize it, you're separating in a building that's like. You know, Studio Seven, which is the size of my living room. Yeah, and it's like everybody <laughs> go go from one side to the other. And we're all going to run into each other, but then everybody's like two inches away from, from one another with the wall of death in the middle. It's like a foot. So when the, when the music starts going, their shitty screamo starts playing. Thankfully, they get off the stage quick. They're like 15 minutes, and yeah. then you get, the, you get the real bands that come on there. And I've, I've seen Cannibal Corpse about five or six different times, and every time I see them, I just have a, I have a hoot. They're a lot of fun. I saw them with Nile a few years ago on the Summer Slaughter Tour. That was badass. And another really badass band to see live is Goat Whore. They fucking rule. Behemoth as well. But we'll get into that in a different... We'll get into, like, the, yeah. the best favorite, favorite bands. Your best yeah. I can go, I can go on that. I can go on, like, the best metal concerts to see. Because I'm a guy who loves all kinds of music, right? I you love you really are the most eclectic human. I love country. I love, I love you know, classic rock. I new love metal, rap, apparently. I love new metal. <laughs> I love death metal. I love it all. I just love all music. Even I'll even venture into jazz if I'm feeling squirrely. But there's every single genre of music, I enjoy it, you know? Mm-hmm. And so with that being said, I can get into a big conversation about my favorite, like, metal bands to see live. Because every single one of them, that most of the shows that I've gone to have been just outstanding. Yeah. Speaking of uh, live bands, there's... Uh some new concerts coming up. Oh my God! Yes. What, what a master transition there. <laughs> yes. I think both of you have some exciting shows you want to do. Oh uh, yeah, I'll let you go first with the. Speaking of exciting shows, okay. Purchased my Kiss tickets, and I am super pumped. I cannot wait. Uh, my my cousin Ramon hit me up 
and he told me that he bought three tickets to Kiss, and you know I've mentioned his name before. Blake bought a ticket from him, and I'm buying the other one. Tickets purchased. We're gonna party. It's gonna be a blast. I cannot wait to see Kiss. It's gonna be so much fun, and um, I mean maybe not in the same genre as Kiss, but I'll also plug this show. I bought my tickets for Coulter Wall, the country singer that I mentioned in episode one. Mm. He'll be coming here in uh, January 20th. It's a Sunday. Be there. Be square. Be goober. It's going to be a great time. He's coming off of his, his you know, um, his album. It's going to be a, it's going to be a blast. I love the album. I've listened to it maybe a hundred times, and um, I can't wait. And Vito, uh, go ahead and and. And let's, let's chat a little bit more about some upcoming shows because I know oh, you, yeah. you're dying to talk about one of them. Speaking of episode one bands that we were talking about. Go ahead, Vito. Yeah, so Iron Maiden's coming back to the Tacoma Dome. I'm terrible with actually remembering crap, and I can't look it up right now. So uh, <laughs> I, I don't actually remember when, when it is exactly. Um, but they're coming to the Tacoma Dome again. Um, I saw them was like two years ago, I think, when they were there again, and amazing show, just like the best show I've ever seen. The showmanship of Iron Maiden is just amazing. They're, oh yeah, it's fun. It's a party, it, and they have the big it's a dinner. Stage. And, it's a dinner and a show, and the dinner <laughs> is the music. Dinner and a show. <laughs> it's you know, I saw them <clears throat> when I was in eighth grade. My dad surprised me with tickets for my birthday. They came and played at at. Um, Auburn Amphitheater, or the White River Amphitheater, pardon me, in, in, in Auburn slash Enumclaw. And I, we were, I was surprised with the tickets, and we went and saw the show. Outstanding show. They're great to see live. And when, when you get to see the props and you get to see the fire, it, it hypes yeah. you up. It really hypes you up. And it, it's all part of, like, their their live performances are so badass. That's why I can't wait to see Kiss. I was going to say, that's like got to be fun with Kiss, because they got all those pyrotechnics They're going to have stuff. the fire, oh, yeah. the, you know, the sparks and all that. It's like, a, has, have any of you guys seen Rob Zombie live? No. By any chance? Okay, another guy that I've seen live about five times. He is my number one, like, he's my go-to. Yeah. And, and when, when every time he's in town, I have to go see him, because he is outstanding live. His props are insane. The band kicks ass, you know. The music is loud. They they turn their shit up super loud, and and the the screen in the background, the fire, oh, the yeah. fireworks, all yeah. that shit gets me yeah. so high. Especially if I'm drinking, and I'm with my buddies. Great time. Of uh, what is it? Eddie, isn't it? The uh, the uh, that uh, the Iron Maiden guy. I thought. The Iron Maiden guy. Yeah. Yeah, the big mummy or, or yeah. the straight jacket. Yeah, well, yeah. Uh, well, Eddie, Eddie's basically the the, the I think it's the, the name's Eddie. Yeah, um, I'm pretty sure it's Eddie. The uh, is the character the same character on every single album? Mm-hmm. And funnily enough, they have a video game now on what? the phone. Yeah, yeah, they came That's out like awesome. last year. I started playing; it was really fun, actually. So it's looking like, but um, that Tacoma Dome show is on September 5th, 2019. So yeah, baby, you have some time <laughs> to get those tickets. It's gonna be a real hoot. And I pre-ordered them. <laughs> Um, wow. I believe I believe Ozzy Osbourne is coming to the Tacoma oh. Dome as well in uh, July. I'm not sure what day, but he is coming. I think in Does July. Does he still put on a good show? He's he's got to man. He's got to be. He's fading. But um, he is fading. I remember he disappeared for a while too. Well, I remember rehab. He was, I remember he was gone. <laughs> Before yeah. my goldfish memory forgets, uh, 
Eddie Eddie's the the caricature that's on like every album, and that on that video game you get to like be a different Eddie based on like which like oh, zone you're in, oh. and 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 they have like different that's abilities kind of awesome. and stuff, and it's really cool actually. What's cool about Iron Maiden too is is Bruce has his he's a pilot, his own plane. Yeah, doesn't have, <laughs> didn't he, he paint Eddie on it? <laughs> and he yeah. fly he yeah. flies the band. That's that's badass. It's badass. That's pretty cool. That's They're pretty like cool. the most Very metal cool. band I've ever known metal to be. <laughs> mm. and, and they're great. They're they're so much fun to see live. If you've never seen them, 100, 110% recommend to go see them. Um, so Can they another rock concert, a- another concert coming to the Tacoma Dome is uh, you know this one's for. For all you, all the ladies out there, or for the you know the dudes who like them, Michael Bublé is coming, oh. and I believe Justin Timberlake Boobles. is coming as well. So there's a lot of good concerts coming to uh, coming to Seattle slash Tacoma, in the in the in the upcoming months. It's gonna be it's gonna be a hoot. It's gonna be fun. Um, back when, yeah. So Vito, back when I saw Iron Maiden, I was so hyped because. I was surprised with the tickets, and not only was I surprised with Iron Maiden tickets, I was surprised with a with a goat. We were, we, you know, we just got a goat, and I was surprised with that. And the goat was awesome. We named him Billy the Billy the goat. We were very like original. you had a pet. I had a pet. Goat? I had a pet goat, like a house goat. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. A house goat with like ginormous balls, and I just remember <laughs> that because they were always dragging on the ground. And uh, you Jesus, know. Well, it was fucking hilarious. He's like a tiny little goat but then he's got these ginormous fucking balls that are just dragging on the tile floor did you keep this thing in like a seattle apartment like no we lived in we lived in auburn oh Tabs. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so. this is just i want to talk more about this pet goat <laughs> <laughs> yeah we, we had a lot of pet goats Let's and the, um, wait, wait wait you had more than one? Oh yeah what <laughs> right after that one he, unfortunately he got sick and he, he passed and then we got two other ones we've had a lot of unfortunate goats situations we had one that came along and he got he he was out back eating grass and then he was gone never saw him again sad very sad and then we built a big giant perimeter and we got two more goats and we named him mario and peach or whatever not luigi oh if it was a lady goat it was a lady goat we had a lady goat and a guy goat and um (laughs) and this is tragic uh, Peach got eaten by coyotes and flung across our yard. Oh, fuck. And uh, <laughs> Damn. Mario was alone for about a month and then came the winter time and we built him a nice little house. He, you know, he was nice and warm. He climbs inside of his trough and he freezes to death. What? He climbed into Damn. his water trough and he died. Um, wow. Very, oh, very Mario. sad. Anyway, moving on, moving on from the ghost. Trying, to be, a, trying to be a plumber like his namesake. <laughs> but moving on from the goats, yes, I was surprised with Billy the Goat and Iron Maiden tickets on the same day. I was hyped, and I got to miss school the next day, which was badass. I also missed school when my mom surprised me, my cousin Ramon, and my brother Jackie with corn tickets back when I was in fifth grade. Man, I feel so lame. I remember back in fifth grade, my dad pulled me out of school to go see Spider-Man. Like, like the, 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 Tobey Maguire? The movie, yeah. Yeah. the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man? Yeah. Oh, dude, I'd be honored to be pulled out of school to see that movie. <laughs> well, yeah, but I mean, come on, Iron Maiden. <laughs> <laughs> my dad pulled me out of school to go to the NHRA drag racing final, or nationals once, so, you know, not as cool as Iron Maiden, but probably just as loud. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Shit. 
Hey, drag races are cool. Eh, not when you're there all day and you're 12 and bored. Well, true. <laughs> I was going to say, at that age, you're not really like... You can't enjoy drag racing to the extent as adults. You know, yeah. it's kind of yeah. like NASCAR. It's like if you take a kid to NASCAR, he's going to be bored out of his mind. But if you take somebody who's our age... We're gonna get hammered in the parking lot. Yeah, that's lot. the appeal. You're gonna it's go in and you're party. gonna go in, Yeah, you're gonna go in. You're yeah. gonna watch cars driving, you know, hundred miles per hour faster or whatever. However fast. It I goes. mean, I don't, I don't really watch NASCAR that much. My uncle was like a semi-pro dragster. Like he wouldn't do like the top fuel stuff, but he had like a modified Camaro with a roll cage in it and everything. And he wasn't very good, but he did it for a while. So we have a family legacy of drag racing, you might say. But oh, so. oh you mean that kind of drag race? Well, we went to the nationals, so it was like you get the funny cars, you get like the top fuel, like. Try uh, all of them, you know. I, I I thought you meant the the ones where like people wearing drag. Oh, <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> I was like, those are fun. What are you talking about? Yes, that would be a very. My dad is not the kind of person to go to a drag show. That's like RuPaul's you know, Drag Race. Yeah, okay, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Oh my god! All right, this feels like. <laughs> <laughs> a good point to transition. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll go into a transition. And, you know, we're in the living room right now. I'm looking over at my Xbox One, and it just reminds me that, uh, you know, just uh, just acquired Madden, and Madden 19, just to be, you know, exact. And <clears throat> so before I even had it, I had heard a lot of negative feedback from it. I heard that people weren't enjoying it. People didn't like the way it played. People didn't like the way it looked. They didn't. They they just didn't like the game in general. It, it has a two star rating on Xbox, so I just didn't buy it. Right? I didn't buy it, but I got it gifted to me as of recently. So I downloaded it and I started playing it. You know what I do with Madden is I immediately go right into Madden Ultimate Team. Just really. Just oh, like second I get, I go right into Ultimate Team. So, so before you, Vito, are you familiar with Ultimate Team? Uh, no, I don't know anything about Madden except for that it exists. Okay, and it's a sports <laughs> game. Are you familiar with loot boxes in video games? Yeah, uh, yeah, from okay. Overwatch. Yes, exactly. Madden Ultimate Team is you build your team out of blind card packs you draw that cost that you can pay real money for. Oh, so, so like a card game. It's essentially an in-game card game. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, okay, football go. the gathering. Rolling, rolling, rolling. Having some technical difficulties today. Sorry about that. I don't know if they heard you over my laugh. They definitely heard your laugh. That's you spiked pretty hard there, my friend. Vito's the master of spiking on his laugh. I I have to look away when I fucking laugh so that it doesn't blow up the microphone. (laughs) For real, boy. Uh, Yes, but Vito, to, um, to kind of describe it in the nerdiest way possible... It it is football the gathering yeah, essentially football you know you're, <laughs> that's pretty accurate yeah and uh, you know it's also like fantasy football that you can physically play you know like we all you know Joe and I have fantasy football teams but that just relies on how the players play in real life this is how this is where you build your own fantasy roster it's like I have Ben Roethlisberger Ben Roethlisberger is my quarterback Walter Payton is my running back and Brendan Cooks is my wide receiver. And I'm the Seahawks. You know, it's like, it's my fantasy. It's my team. <laughs> but the cool thing about this is, so I have Bobby Wagner. He's my team captain. And they give you an upgrade option in Madden Ultimate yeah. Team now. So you can, you know, you get your player and you can spend training points to, to upgrade your player. So you'll get him at like a 70 
And now, as you know, until last night, I got my Bobby Wagner up to an 80. Nice. And, you know, I haven't spent a dime on, on you know, on uh, Madden points or anything. I just you just play, doing the live events or? I just do the live events, the solo battles. The solo battles are really cool. Um, you play other people's, you know, Madden Ultimate teams, but they're offline, but their teams are featured in the solo. Oh, so it's like an asynchronous multi. So like your team is playing, but you're not controlling them. Okay. That's cool. No, no, no. You're you're playing against. Right, but if someone else is playing your team, you're not playing against oh, them yeah, directly. Yeah, yeah. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. Exactly. But the computer is playing for them at the difficulty that you choose. Right. And what's cool about this Madden is it's not like any of the other Maddens that's, um, you know, you'll have an opponent who's, it's a close game, and all of a sudden it's like you score a touchdown, so then they'll just run the ball. You know, it's like they'll run the ball until they have to punt it. They actually go deep down the field. They'll, you know, they'll definitely expose you. If you know, if you give yeah. them the opportunity to, the computer is a lot more advanced in this game. It's it makes it, it makes it more authentic and it feels real. You know, with with three seconds left in the game, is the uh, computer more um, advanced than the uh, the coaches in real life? <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. based off what I heard earlier today. Yeah. So, <laughs> but the computer makes smarter choices. So if it's like third, if it's third down and twelve yards, they're not going to run the ball up the middle on your stacked defensive line. They're going to go down the field with like a, you know, a hail mary or four verticals or anything like that. Or they'll even hit you with a like a sl- they'll hit you with a slant route, which I think is kind of dumb. But there's a lot of ways that they can maneuver through slant routes. But not going to throw a four yard quick out to the sideline on third and fifteen. Yes, exactly. Okay. They don't. The computer is a lot. The, the computer in this game is a lot more advanced, and they're they're more fun to play against. And um, it's just more of an authentic feel. Plus, you have the real player movement, which makes the game a little bit more difficult. And I think that's why people didn't like it when they first got it, because they're used to getting the ball as a running back and automatically just boosting with speed. You know, like your running back could have like a 99 speed in Madden 18, right? And you get the ball, and he just automatically just right there has the 99 speed just flies through in madden 19 your running back will have the speed but you have to kind of build up to that top speed but once you reach the top speed then yeah he's running as fast as he can and it's cool it's like i said it's more authentic i like it i love the upgrading system in madden ultimate team i haven't played franchise mode i haven't played long shot so I, I still have to get into the game. I also have to get into NHL 19. And just kind of, you know, I love sports games. They're a lot of fun. I love shooters as well. You still got to finish Red Dead, man. Hey, hey I man. know. Speaking I know of, I have uh, to, but. Speaking of advanced computers, though, um, freaking World of Warcraft just got a uh, new advanced AI technology that they're utilizing in the newest expansion. And it's looking pretty promising, like. They're really not that hard right now, but they what they've been able to actually do with it, if they can put it in more places in the world, right now it's an isolated thing called Islands Expeditions, where you go to an island and you have to like do an objective, and then the AI acts as players against you. Okay. Um, nice. uh, versus the normal uh, uh, like World of Warcraft creature that just like hits you until they die. Are you? Have you? 
Is WoW Classic out or is it just in beta? It, no, it's it, it had a um, like a, a demo like a test okay. on BlizzCon, uh, where if you had the if you were at BlizzCon and for the first time if you had virtual tickets you could do the demo as well. I see. Were you a participator? Um, in no. Yeah. yeah. As much as WoW Classic seems like it could be fun, I feel like it'd be more of a fun thing to do. Just when it's out. I mean, I think it's more it's fun not, in theory than it's going to be in practice. Well, it's not know? the game itself, really, that's that fun. It's more of the communities that the mechanics of the game forced you to like become a part of yeah. in order to be successful that made the community so strong and so then you know engaging and fun. Yeah. Because um, the community really is a backbone of an MMO, and the, if the community is not there, then... You know the you're not gonna play for very long. That's for sure. Speaking right. of MMOs, Fallout seventy six. Uh, sorry. Um, nope. It is coming out in um, summer of twenty nineteen. I think. Okay. Cool. There cool, was cool, a release cool, cool, date cool. on uh, at BlizzCon. Yeah, you, you mentioned. Have you played or? I am totally blind. Fallout seventy six is a complete blind spot for me. Either of you? Uh, it's nope. it's a it's an MMO. Which is not really my, it's not my yeah. you know, go-to kind of stuff. Not your game. bag, baby. Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it's not my thing. I, I don't enjoy it. I, it sucks to Fucking say, awesome but this powers. is the first Fallout game that I'm actually not going to purchase. And it's just because I, I, don't, I just don't like the, the always online, you know, yeah, you can play it solo, but you're still in an online universe. I just don't enjoy it. I don't enjoy those style style of games. So, with that being said, it, it has been out for a few days now. They yeah. they had a big <clears throat> disconnect, uh, you know, server oh, disconnection server error, which is usual. Shocking. So I think they're fixing that right now. I think that's what Bethesda is is working on. But I mean, as far as that, the game the game looks like Fallout Four in my opinion. It looks it's like a so dated. It looks a little dated. Yeah. You know, they, they didn't really do anything with the graphics. They just I, kind of I like... I feel like usually when an MMO releases of a game that was already an RPG, especially with Bethesda, it does seem like it's, you know, the previous year's sort of tech. Yeah. Because, and I think it's because... MMOs are such huge, massive projects. To well, and so much of it has to be rendered server-side. You have to yeah. deal with latency. Yeah. And, and, and in order to compete with things like World of Warcraft, who's been around for 15 years, they have to have enough content to satisfy the current demographic. Yeah. I just feel like, well, I, what, I was not a big fan of Fallout 4. It just felt like a step backwards. They felt like Bethesda develops games in complete darkness of how the industry is changing around them and there have been so many quality of life improvements that they just didn't include and then the whole appeal of fallout is just like the desolation you're in this nuclear wasteland by yourself and you find random you know cool things around or like you piece together these stories of what happened and if i'm there and like bong lord 69 is just teabagging me the whole time like how is that appealing to anyone you know it's yeah that's just kind of like my feel it's like each each other game has had a story to follow along. I'm sure this one does too. I don't know too much about it, so you know if you're if you're a listener and you know more about it than than we do, let us know. You know you can contact us. Let us know about it. But the one thing is, I'm feeling you on that one. It, it just doesn't yeah. feel like it's it's authentic. It doesn't feel like a post apocalyptic fear or, or not fear. Sorry, feeling. I like the idea of being alone in Fallout games. I like the idea of having to find, like, scope out a companion, like in New Vegas or in Fallout 4. I like that. And 
I loved Fallout Four. I know you didn't, you weren't a big fan of it, but I love Fallout Four. I beat it in the <clears> first uh, in the first two days that I owned it, and I've been playing it ever since. I play it all the time. Wow! But dedicated man over here. Oh well, Fallout. <laughs> I mean, Fallout's one of my favorite series, and um, or or video game franchises as you must. But it's it's one of my favorite ones. This is a Fallout game I'm going to avoid. I am hoping that they're working on a bigger project. And that bigger project could be another Fallout, maybe Fallout Five or a Fallout, kind of like a like a New Vegas feel. Take their Just time. Update. Take their time Man, with I, it. I'm I seeing really... so many connections between this and an even much bigger blunder that Blizzard did at BlizzCon. Oh, I don't you want to talk about that? Of, uh, I'm familiar with Diablo Immortal. Yeah, <laughs> Diablo Immortal, the Diablo mobile game. <laughs> This was like their big keynote oh announcement boy. at oh BlizzCon. Their yeah. big announcement at and BlizzCon where very, people pay big money for yeah. the, to, with their big Tone deaf. PC Master Race fucking <laughs> going in there being like, I'm going to blow all my money on BlizzCon, you know? And, yeah. and, and they're thinking that that's a good place to announce nothing except for a mobile game, Diablo game. I know. And... Uh, do you buy into the theory that like they were going to announce Diablo Four and they had to scrap it because it's not far enough along? Yeah, I feel I feel like that's a possibility. I mean, that seems like something the like Blizzard's mo is you know don't push it till it's done. Kind of Diablo Three is pushing ten years old at but, this point. I mean, well, yeah, I mean, but how long did we have to wait for Diablo Three to come out true. in the first place? Ten years, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but um, yeah, Diablo. I'm still waiting for Starcraft Ghost. Oh yeah, she'll keep waiting. I'm still waiting on it. <laughs> it's gonna be the killer app for the so, game. So, so Blizzard's big announcement was Diablo the mobile game. Diablo Immortal. Well, it's yes. Diablo's big announcement. Okay, Diablo and big only Sorry. big announcement. I mean, was... they announced a new Overwatch character. No, no, the only announcement in Diablo oh, was. I see. See that that's where the big controversy is. The two points of the big controversy is that Diablo Mobile uh, or Immortal. Was announced as the only Diablo announced the only Diablo news that they people have been waiting years for Diablo news, you know, and the other controversy was that they did it at BlizzCon, which is where big fat PC gamers go in there to fucking spend big fat money, you know, and and their main audience, especially at BlizzCon. Is gonna be PC gamers, especially yeah. for Diablo. I know. I mean, it it just goes against. It just feels like it was a decision from marketing and business. People it's it's Activision, like, and it's got to be. Yeah, Activision, that's true. You know, I mean, yeah. that's taking it on the just chin, like the biggest man. blunder I could ever oh, see. Phone games are popular. This is our biggest event. Let's well, they're trying the to capture games. the Chinese market, but that's then not don't the audience though. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. You gotta show it somewhere else, and maybe announce it on the side. If you want a big show, just do a big show, not at BlizzCon, because like yeah. BlizzCon A is held in the West. You know, it's not like they have a BlizzCon East or anything. You mm-hmm. know, so you know, show it at some kind of big gaming. I mean, I don't know much about the the events over in China, but I'm sure they probably have a big gaming event that 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 Blizzard could God. then go to and then show off this new mobile game or something, you know, or, or something that's more directed to the audience that they're actually selling the game to. Because as fun as the game could be, possibly, like 
nobody who plays Diablo on the, in the West wants to play Diablo on their phone. No. They bought a beefy computer. They bought, spend a bunch of money on it. And it's just not the right it. audience, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah. Right. Anywho, on yeah. to another topic. That's pretty strange. Of, yeah. It's pretty strange. And, and um, stuff. Uh, since we're on the video game topic, a video game that I actually played the beta for uh, um, a few months back was uh, Battlefield Five. Ooh. <clears throat> I played the beta for that. I, I actually really enjoyed the beta for it. I thought it was, you know... I've always loved Battlefield. I haven't played that much of it since, like, two or three. I always yeah. loved Battlefield as well, and I think a lot of people were kind of shocked to see Battlefield kind of follow Call of Duty's footsteps and go into a World War II title. That's was World War One, wasn't it? Well, they went World War One with Battlefield One. Yeah. yeah. Which, was, which was new. It was new, you know, and... But now they're into World War Two. Oh, I feel like have they big done World War Two before? Well, they both yeah, started yeah. as they World They both War started II as World War Two. Exactly. Moved so on. what's but the this news? Big, this big, uh, <laughs> this big thing with Battlefield Five is it's it's like split down the middle with with the fan base. People don't want to play it because it's not authentic. It's not like an authentic World War Two feel. Which you know, in my opinion, I see where people are coming from. If they want to play a simulation of World War Two. Yes. Then Why? yeah. Then yeah. You can you can get upset. But, but it's not me, a World War Two simulator. It's Battlefield. It's Battlefield. World it's War a shooter II, game. Yeah. You know? It's a shooter game. They're fun. They're meant to just be outrageous and yeah. like you know fly fucking planes and shoot it at the ground and never, jump out, parachute down, and shoot people. I could never get into a Battlefield game. Just I felt the UI was too clunky and the player base was too intense. Or it's just like all right, I'm instantly dead and now I have to go through like. These menus are not don't make any sense. Yeah, I Battlefield you know? Four. Was, I haven't played Battlefield since like two or three. Was so three. it may have changed. Three was a lot of time. I love, but, I love Battlefield. But I, I've never had that bad of an experience in two or three. Or maybe it's just me. I'm not, I'm not a shooter guy. Battlefield that's, Four that's for me was. I haven't been good at shooters for years. Was just absolutely one of my favorite shooters online. So much fun. I spent so much time on that game. I played that game for maybe three years until I finally like. Gave it up, and I haven't played it since I've like you know decided to move on. But it's still, it's one of the best online shooters that I've played. Like the <laughs> one of the my, one of my favorites. And I'm excited for Battlefield Five because of the way that it plays. I think it you know the mechanics in it, and the visual. It's visually it is it's beautiful. But yes, I see where players are kind of like, or I see where people are kind of like on the fence for it because it looks a little ridiculous. The I'm, I'm going to say that EA's title drop and, like, their first trailer for this game was an absolute shit show. It, just, it looked f- fucking ridiculous. Well, we all know EA's been EA, sucking it up yeah. for years. But, I, I mean, it's not that, but it's just the way that they presented this game at first. It just looked like a clunky fucking mess. You know, you got, like, people with face paint... And like fucking kilts and a robotic woman arm, and I mean the way I don't care the way you're explaining a, I, listen, it. That's like fuck. I, I, don't <laughs> okay, listen, I, I mean, I don't yeah. care. I don't <clears throat> care that there's you know, I don't care that there's women in the game. But if they want to go as far as like general infantry feel, they they completely they throw that out the window. You know, you got guys out there with mohawks and face paint and all that shit. But I don't care. Have female characters all you want. I really don't give it a It just feels fuck. like it's our artistic direction they've chosen. It is, but they didn't handle it 
correctly. Yeah. Their, old, their old director did not handle it well. That's fair. The game looked like shit. People didn't want to play it because it looked clunky. It looked messy. It just looked out of control. And yeah, I guess when you're going all the way back to like World War II and stuff, you're kind of going for the uniform. The, the more uniform the feel... You know, but but then again, it, you know, like, Joe's uh, got a problem with that. I could see it, but I just I just really don't care. <laughs> I know that I know, but people really yeah, do. Me people do yeah. really care about this shit, and so they they. I mean, voiced, there's people who want to like fucking like load up a gun with gunpowder and take three minutes to reload while they shoot the fucking one bullet. Yeah, but I mean, like the so. battlefield has been bad company was like an a, a team knockoff, and then never forget battlefield hardline, which is a game where you played as an inner city cop. Like, but remember it's how always much hate that that game. That game. Got I know. So well, much people love bad company. Um, I love. Hey, I love bad. Company. Yeah. So battlefield bad has always had this like shit. Uh, goofiness to it, and like if you like, I, I just, they always I, have. But look at the step in realism that they took for battlefield know, three. But, they, they like completely. <clears throat> The general infantry was like the real, real deal uniforms, like one hundred percent to the spot on uniforms. Like it, it's cool looking, it's more uniform. It doesn't look like Call of Duty. That's what made Battlefield stand out more than Call of Duty. Is it was more of like a authentic feel. Call of Duty was more of like a quick shooter that had generic uniforms, and you're you know you don't really give a shit about it. You're just going out there to kill. Battlefield was more of like a teamwork based game. And your team kind of looked the same, depending on the different soldiers that you had. You know, you have your your heavy gunner who's got different packs on him. Yeah. Then you have your regular infantry who's got his. You know, he's got the extra ammo on him. Um. And you all, or sorry, not the extra ammo, but he would have like the grenade launcher or anything like that. And then you'd have the medic, the sniper. They all looked different, but they all looked uniformed. Like they all looked. It looked really well. It looked presentable. It looked neat. And now they're just following in, like, Call of Duty's footsteps as or far like as, like... Borderlands, almost. Yeah, it's like, yeah. let's get creative, and let's make these World War II people look like fucking weirdos. And but, I mean, like... It's creative. It's a video game. Exactly. I know people like, always tell me it's a video game, but that's just what I, Battlefield I, I, I fans say. I could be cool if, like, they, they end up revealing it's actually steampunk World War II. <laughs> that would be that's pretty badass. That's what it like. That's what it looked like. But it's not even awesome. the, like, it's a video game thing to me. It's, I mean, like, then this, I don't want to get, this could be a whole separate topic. But, like, probably. If you don't, like... <coughs> Uh, let the, the creator is going to create what the creator wants to create. And you as a fan don't have any input in that. Like if you don't no. like what they created, their old creation is still there. Like nothing's stopping you from going to play battlefield four. If you want that realistic looking experience, like exactly. if this is the direction they want to go, that's their like, choice. You know? I just think like, their marketing, their marketing for it was all. Kinds well, that's of the, yeah. up. And I, that, that's what really hurt the game. That's why they had to, Postpone its launch because it was supposed to launch a month ago. Well, and their and uh, Black Ops, Battle Royale Black is Ops not ready. came out. Black Ops came out, and Black Ops, F- Black Ops Four has been. They've been getting nothing but praise yeah. for their game. It looks awesome. I haven't gotten it yet. I really can't wait to get it. I want to play Blackout so fucking bad, but I'm excited for Battlefield Five. But I just didn't like the way that they marketed. It. They marketed it pretty snobby and shitty, mm. and I think that that's. They marketed it like they didn't give a fuck what the fan was trying to say, which as a video game company, your fan is your fuel line. It's your blood. And if you're not willing to listen to him or like hear him a little bit, what what their director said on the game was, if you don't like our game, don't buy it. So sure enough, their pre-sales plummeted and battlefields or not battlefields, sorry, black ops skyrocketed yeah. so they had to postpone their game a month because their director fucked up and said the wrong thing so he got fired then they bring in a new guy who marketed it a whole lot better they bring out a whole new trailer for it and it looked awesome 
Then yeah. they bring out the beta, and the beta looked great. I had no problems with the beta. It was fun. The action was insane. The you know the of course it's battlefield, so that it's a big wide. It's a battlefield, essentially. It's and a f- field of battle. Man. It's the field of battle. <laughs> and it's it's huge. It's got shit to do all over the place. They got the vehicles. It was a ton of fun. I had a lot of fun with the beta. I cannot wait to get my mittens on the actual game. I know I'm going to enjoy it. But I think I think EA's got to got to do a little bit better on their on their marketing plan yeah. as far yeah. as that game goes. They kind of fucked it up on that one, but they'll learn. That can be another whole topic just to how exactly. EA and Activision we'll like uh, I mean, yeah, marketing. We'll get, yeah. Go, going back to what you were uh, saying, Joe, about the uh, um, being able to go back and actually play the older games for that kind of thing. I think that's why WoW Classic is so sought after. Yeah. Because there's no actual way to play older World of War- versions of World of Warcraft. I mean, I think it's you cool, know? the idea that, like, just to go into that world pre-Cataclysm, but, like, like hunters have to deal with ammo again. Like, And I'm not like, saying I don't, the like, systems are clunky, but if you liked playing back then... yeah. You know, there, there there are. I'm sure it's just like playing, I just feel like nostalgia. Battlefield three and Battlefield four. You know, nostalgia always makes things look better, seem better well, than you remember course. them. And when you go back, it's gonna be a hot mess. You but know? there's also <laughs> like the main people who are talking about WoW Classic aren't saying that the game was really that good. It's just that the systems in the game and the people who want to play Classic made better yeah. communities. Yeah. Right now, it's just a rage fest of random people who want the highest number on their, on yeah. their character sheet. Old loot treadmill. You know? yeah. 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 And All so right. they want to go back to where things were a little bit more meaningful. Well, that, but yeah, that's like the rose colored, you know, you know like the, I don't know, man. You can't like. Well, no, because what, what I'm everything, saying is. Yeah, I know. But. They, they're not saying the game wasn't clunky and that it didn't have its problems at the time. They're saying they prefer the vision of WoW Classic versus the vision of current WoW's method but of. Like rewards. My point is, I don't think those people. I think they're looking at this through nostalgia. Yeah, there might be a siren on our end. That's on our end. Don't <laughs> worry, you're not getting pulled over. Um, <laughs> I feel like those people's vision is clouded by nostalgia, and they're not remembering it the way it was because the internet communities have always been hella toxic. The, it's not like it was any better ten so, years ago. So, like the main thing I have to say about that, though, is it's not the toxicity of it. It's, it's, um, well, actually, there's two points, actually. Um, the point being of the, about the toxicity, though, it's not that there isn't going to be the toxicity. The, the, I mean, the, we're still in the newer age of the internet that we are right now yes. and not going back to then. But I do have to say the systems within old World of Warcraft lend itself better to people trying to be in the community. I see what you're saying. Yeah. And, and versus like the solo player who's doing randoms and yelling at everybody, you know? So, so you're saying some of that, what I called clunkiness forced community forced building community upon building you. Forced community building upon okay. you. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I can definitely see that. Yeah. Perspective. And also the fact that the servers weren't sharded. So there was no like bouncing around yeah, on yeah, the yeah, server. Yeah. It was a uh, everybody on who was on the server was on the server. Yeah. If everybody moved to one place, you saw everybody and probably crashed the server. But, <laughs> <laughs> but um, and so there was reputation to be had on a server as well. So if you were a shitty player, 
who was shit talking all the time and didn't do anything well. Just get downvoted or whatever. No, you don't get downvoted. Just all the good guilds know you and oh, don't like it wasn't like a built-in system. You mean it's just like people knew you? Like, yeah, people knew you. Bong Ripper sixty nine. He sucks. Yeah, that's my you go to. Man. That's my go to for a shitty twelve. Bong Ripper. Yeah, Bong it's Ripper sixty nine. It's funny because my gamer tag on Xbox is Zob the Bong. Oh, of course. <laughs> and, and it's funny because that's like a high school. You know, that's like a high school gamer tag. I had that. I got that gamer tag in two thousand and twelve. Yeah, look him I up. I am too lazy Kill him to and call change of duty. it. I'm too lazy to change it. I don't want to spend money to change it. Oh I don't God. give a fuck. It's it's been a custom. It's been been my go to name. I am known as at Zob. least at least on Xbox. I don't want to go on this topic now, but you still can't even change them right on the PlayStation Network. You're stuck with whatever you made the first time. Yeah. I know well, it's <laughs> stupid for me because I actually made my name because you can't play on um, on PlayStation without creating an account. Yes. So I had to create an account to play on my friend's PlayStation with him on a two-player game. Mm-hmm. And I used my real I'm, name. So you're... you're and so oh, my, yeah, my, yeah, my, yeah. my fucking username is my real name, and I can't change it. So now you hear two of our usernames if you want to look us up on our platforms of choices. Vito is on PlayStation Network, and Christian is on... Uh, the Xbox. Xbox. I'm Rufasa, X, Rufasa 85 on the PlayStation Network. Look me up. I'll kick your ass in Rocket League. Um, we're at about an hour 15. We'll put our, yeah, we'll put our gamer tags yeah. in, in, the, in our description. So I know we're, Except you know, we're about an hour 15. I want to get into a topic that we don't really venture into a little, a little bit because, you know, I, a lot of the times we don't have a lot of time for it. But as of recently, I've had, some, I've had some time. And I kind of want to talk about a couple of movies that I've watched as of recent. So I want to add something to this topic when 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 you're done though. Okay, Perfect, before fine. if we're gonna do this before we uh, switch off of video games, I got a few notes here. I've still been playing Red Dead. I'm told not to talk about it, so I won't spoil anything. Just a quick tip: if you're looking to collect cigarette cards, every time you buy a package of premium cigarettes, you get a cigarette card, so you can very much spend an hour buying premium cigarettes until your inventory is full, dropping them, buying them again until you have all those cigarette cards. <laughs> that's what I did. Um, it's also Black Friday deals coming up. Uh, there's some totally awesome... I'll run through these real quick. PlayStation Network deals. Madden 19 is on sale 20% off. Uh, God of War is $22. That's either my favorite or second favorite game of the year. Tom Clancy's The Division. I know you you played that one, or did you only play Wildlands? you play The Division? The uh, No, I didn't play The Divisions, but I played I played Wildlands. the demo. It was really fun. It's $10, so why not? Far Is Cry it really? 5, yeah, on PlayStation Network for Black Friday. Far Cry 5, 27. Monster Hunter World, which is the best Monster Hunter game of all time. We'll have a whole recap of our games of the year in Far a few Cry weeks. Far Cry 5 was fucking awesome. Fire, yes. It was great. Monster Hunter Man, World, yeah, $25. And then... Um, it also had a really cool, like, addition... To the, I forget, it was like an almost not quite an expansion of DLC or something. They they had oh, they had some really good like the were you talking the Vietnam one or the like whatever they had, they had some cool DLCs like for that zombie one. But anyways, uh, Call of Duty Black Ops Four forty eight dollars this week on the PlayStation Network, so you might want to jump on that, buddy. Well, I don't know. I'm pro- I assume it's the- on sale for the Xbox too, but it's like I said, I'm probably gonna shoot for it around Christmas time, yeah. just because I got so much shit I have to continue on as far as. You know, Madden and NHL and RDR2. Yeah. So, uh, you know, you talked about, you know, your Black Friday sales for, for PS4 and all that. For the Xbox and Microsoft, their Black Ops, or, or their Black Ops, sorry. Their, their <laughs> Black Friday sales, you can get an Xbox One S and you can save $100 on it. You get the Minecraft bundle for about 199 bucks. 
for the Xbox <laughs> One S is pretty good. Jesus, Vito. But, have a Ricola while you're here. Ricola. <coughs> and uh, you will also be able to save $100 on an Xbox One X. And as an Xbox One X owner, 100% recommend that option if you're going to go for an Xbox. It's a fantastic console. It's beautiful. PlayStation. <clears throat> I really yeah. I really just love I'm it. PlayStation fanboy for life. And <laughs> uh, you can also save on regular <coughs> Xbox One bundles. So, you know... Generation one Xbox One. They're still selling those. Oh yes, yeah. you can save seventy dollars on them. And game Xbox Game Pass is one dollar. So, wow, we're going to venture off into the video games. I mean, it's like I said, I could talk about video games all fucking yeah day. all day. So what what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna I haven't had a lot of time for it, but I've as of recently, I've had time to watch some movies, and I I love watching movies. I'm a big movie guy. I, I you know. And I just went and saw uh, Bohemian Rhapsody. Okay. And as, as a fan of Queen's music, mm-hmm. I was a big fan of the movie. The critics didn't like the movie, but, you know, you can check it out on Rotten Tomatoes. The audience score is high up there. Um, but I highly recommend it if you love Queen's music, if, you, you know, if you're interested to see a little bit about it. Sure, it's probably not 100% spot on, but just remember that the band, or, you know, the, the surviving members of the band were part of the movie process. It was a 10-year process for this movie. Really? I, I didn't know that. Um, uh, I believe the act, the main actor's <coughs> name is Rami Malek. Rami Malek, yes. R- yeah, Rami Malek. Yes, he yes. was fantastic. He was great. The rest of the band who played or the rest of the, the cast and crew, awesome. Have you, you seen the- that side-by-side of Rami Malek doing Live Aid versus... Freddie Mercury and it's like yes. exactly the yes. same. <laughs> they, they cut out, <clears throat> you know. They you're cut right, out. dude. Yeah, <laughs> dying over there, Vito. <laughs> if you're wondering what Vito is choking on, it's from our great <laughs> friends at Rolling Rock, and uh, nine ninety nine for an eighteen rack at Seven Eleven. Check it out. Um, I was I was half thinking you were gonna say a dick, but. <laughs> <laughs> Guess you were that no, means. No, I'm not that. I'm not that rude. That would be yeah. taking advantage of our audio format to lie to our listeners, and we've built a circle of trust here. <laughs> yes. So, like, you know. um, yeah, the the shot by shot for Live Aid was awesome. They cut out some of it, you know. Obviously, yeah. they're not well, yeah. going to do the whole thing. But what they did do was just spot on. It was awesome. It was a lot of fun. And we also, you know, before that movie, I'm going to give a quick shout out to Wingstop. Because they're right out front of Oak Tree. We got our wings there. My boy Jalen works there. He's awesome. Swing by there. Get some wings. Give him a tip. Let him know how much you appreciate him. The guy works hard. The whole the whole Wingstop crew works hard. Anyway, I also saw Venom as well. Another movie that was panned by critics. And another movie that... Well, I but, mean, the trailers looked awful. Just awful. It did. It didn't look good in the trailers, but... I love Tom Hardy, and I like the story of Venom. And granted, this is, like, not really... This isn't the MCU, you know, so it's not like... It, it, this is... Uh, it, it, I believe it's Sony. Sony owns yeah. the rights yeah. to Venom. Yeah. So it's it's Venom without Spider-Man, which is a little <laughs> weird. It's, it's pretty weird. I liked it as far as, like, superhero, anti-hero movie... I believe they should have gone for the rated R. I think superhero movies that like aren't, the Deadpool cut. Or? I think so. I think superhero movies that aren't really in the MCU or part of that whole you know that whole shebang yeah. should probably go for the rated R. 
maybe not the X-Men. They don't really need to go to the rated R, except for Logan, obviously they did. But as far as, like, the new age X-Men, like, the new one that's coming out, it's, um... I can't even remember what it's called. I still haven't seen Apocalypse. Days of Future Past was so bad. I liked Apocalypse. Yeah. I, th- I thought it was fun. I mean, yeah, I'm a big Jennifer. Stupid. I'm a big Jennifer Lawrence fan. Just, it was, I mean, Apocalypse. I mean, if you're going is, for if you're going for for like big story and like oh, this movie's amazing. No, you're wrong. You're going you're going to go see the X Men to yeah. see some cool battles, and that's what it was. And Apocalypse was dope in my opinion. But with that being said, uh, Venom was was enjoyable for me. Is I liked a, it. They had plenty of Venom in it. They had yeah. plenty of Tom Hardy in it. And he was he was a cool character in that movie. He was the one that shined. And a lot of Tom Hardy products or, or productions, he's the one that just, really stands Isn't out. he like a journalist in that movie or something? It just seemed like a weird choice. He's like, a jur- he's like a, yeah, he's a journalist. Eddie Brock's an astronaut. That's where Venom comes from. You know, like it's come on. <laughs> I mean they they explain how Venom comes down. And it's it's a little different, a little funky, a lot of weird. Doesn't make sense. So <laughs> I mean, which the first, which the first like thirty to forty five minutes of the movie is all over the place. It makes no sense. But once Venom gets attached to Tom Hardy, that's when I really started enjoying it because they had a lot of Venom. They had a lot of cool scenes, and that's that's what I went to go to the movies so, for. I don't, I don't go to I don't go to go see Venom for a big story. Which Venom? By. Which Venom would you say is better, Tom Hardy's or Topher Grace in Spider Man Three? Tom Hardy. One <laughs> oh, yeah. Yes. Um, was there uh, rest in peace, Stanley? Was there a Stan Lee cameo in this? I know it's not in the MCU, but it is a Marvel movie. There, there is a Stan Lee, but I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say when it was. That's fine. I'm so just curious. Way, and also because I don't remember when it was. Because I saw this movie like three weeks ago. Uh, or, f- sorry, like four weeks ago. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. But, gotcha, gotcha, yeah, gotcha. As, far, as far as movies go, uh, I want to get, you know, later on in future episodes, I want to I bring in some more movies. I want to talk to the listener about some movies. You know, if you guys have any recommendations, I'm a big movie guy, like I said before. If you have any recommendations for me, please let me know. I would love to check them out if I had the time to. One movie that I recommend that my brother actually told me to watch was a movie called um, Loved Ones on Amazon Prime. I checked it out. It's a New Zealand a New Zealand kind of horror flick. It's very gruesome, very brutal. It, it's it's pretty dark. It's a very dark movie to be to be honest. But I highly recommend it if you're into that kind of genre. And I think New Zealand is in the right direction as far as horror movies. They came out with uh, Deathgasm, which was that black metal zombie movie they came out with. A lot of fun. Check that one out as well. With that being said, I believe we're going to wrap up today's episode. I just hey, want to give I just hey, want to give the... Uh, hey, hey, hey. Oh, I got, I'm sorry. I got, I got a little something I was trying to wait for you. Sorry, to sorry. I'm so sorry, Vito. I'm so sorry. Vito was being uh, very got, polite. It's got a little quickie over here. Go ahead. Hit us with your quickie, buddy. On the side note of media that is not video games, I have actually been... Or music. As a nerd, reading recently. Like a book? Oh, like books. a real paper book. Wow. Like with Ooh. paper. And Are writing. you actually reading it? Not like audio or no, no. I, I wow. read read an actual book in my How hands with the papers and the yeah. I remember we were talking about that the other day. I uh, read fully in like two or three days. Uh, in the name of the wind by Patrick Rothfuss. Or, or uh, the name of the wind. Is yeah. it in? I don't remember. But yeah, it's Patrick the, I think it's the name of the wind. Did you read the other one? I, I'm I started it. I'm yeah. like two hundred pages in now. Uh, I started it yesterday. Those are so good. It's so oh so. I love good. I love just like. Uh, it's been a while, but I like that yeah. it's like a recounting 
but it's like from the first person. So I was like, some of it might be stretched yeah. a little bit of the unreliable. Narrator, and it also like kind of, I like how it kind of like comes back and has little bits of scene happen from yeah. the uh, storyteller's point of view as well. Yeah. And I mean, the magical Academy, but it's like, it's not like Harry Potter. It's a lot more. Yeah. Adult. It's like a, it's like <laughs> a know? science meets magic system. And yeah. It's really, it's really more of your cool. traditional where magic is just like, what scholars do so it's basically science under a different name but yeah but it's still it's like still magic you know the, the best storytelling i've read is hence the bulgariad so good that oh it's d- good yeah david eddings my favorite author of all time uh, i've I mean, read every single book that he's written and it's just amazing uh fantasy uh literature I just, I promised myself I wouldn't try not to get too invested in these epic fantasy sagas anymore just because George R. R. Martin is breaking my heart with his glacial pace. <laughs> Where's the book, George? I'm waiting. Well, you don't have to wait for... Um, George, says, frequent listener. For uh, the, the Belgaria, it's finished. Um, and any of other David Ennings' other stuff, because I, I believe he's dead now, yeah. sadly. Well, that's the other problem, because I got way in the, the Wheel of Time. You read Robert Jordan, and then he died, and, like, Brandon Sanderson just isn't Robert Jordan, so it just wasn't the same. Yeah. Well, nobody's picked up his stuff, um, and I don't think he wants any movies or anything. So yeah. his stuff's basically just there for you I to see. just, like, consume. I have no time for books. There's too many video games to play. <laughs> if, if you want to read, like... 20 some odd books and and have each one be really good. Then Are they on Audible so I can listen to them at double speed? They, they actually have really good... Um, I don't know about double speed because I don't like that. But I do. Um, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know about double speed. But, listen, um, let us know about your podcast they, listening habits. Have, <laughs> sorry, sorry one, real quick. Let us know about your podcast listening habits because I listen to my podcast at double speed <laughs> and the beefy boys think I'm fucking insane. Anyways, <laughs> carry on. But um, Yeah, the uh, the audiobooks are very good actually. We, we have a few of them and... Um, we usually listen to them on, like, sick days or something, so. Nice. Cool, 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 cool. You guys yeah. are nerds with your guys. Some good-ass good, good ass books. You guys are nerdy with your little sci-fi books. I know. Uh, I, just, I, I mean, I'm not a big reader. I just finished Holes for the 100. Sci-fi? Or sci-fi, I, fantasy. I spent, like, 20 oh, minutes here. Literally talking about Harry talking Potter about and Magic and Game you of Thrones. Sci-fi and fantasy sci-fi. to me is almost the same thing because I'm just uh-huh. not Well, maybe you should work at a library because they put sci-fi right next to fantasy in the same section. It says sci-fi fantasy, and it's real dumb. No, the part that gets me. If I, to go library, on. if I were to work in a library, they'd fire me because of my internet, my internet search history. Can't do that. <laughs> Don't put me in a place with free internet. The thing about that, though, the sci-fi fantasy thing is, it's like if it's like a respected sci-fi author, they don't like Kurt Vonnegut does not get put in that section. <laughs> He's in the like literature or classic section. That always drives me nuts. Anyways. yeah, I got a friend. I got a friend of mine who's big in the in the big fantasy or sci-fi novels, and uh, he was actually somebody from the Facebook who commented before. But anyway, yeah, you guys are uh, you guys are some beefy dorks. dorks. <laughs> um, but I love that. Like I said, I just finished Holes for the 172nd wow. time. Uh, <laughs> big reader, big reader. And then the last time I finished Holes was when I was a senior in high school. How did you feel about the Shia LaBeouf LaBeouf adaptation? Fuck yeah, dude. I have like three different. <clears throat> I have like three different copies of that. Shit. I mean, the movie. The movie. Yeah. Like well, you, three different. We well, just gotta of that just movie. do it. You just gotta just do it. <laughs> just what a weird man. Do it. <laughs> so right. with that being said, everybody, I would like to thank all of our listeners. I'd like to thank everybody here in the room, Vito and Joe. I'm fucking killing it. We're having fun. I hope you guys are having fun too. 
You guys, uh, Joe, go ahead and run them through where they can contact us. All right, yeah, you can listen to us at beefyboys.com. That's our website, iTunes. We're all up in there. Subscribe so I can get those nice stats going. The easiest Hit the way subscribe to, button. Yeah, like, share, smash it. like, share, subscribe. Yeah, smash, keep pushing that button. Uh, Facebook.com slash beefyboys. That's our page. That's the easiest way to contact us. Instagram at Beefy Boys Bud Club. We love our post-recording selfies. We're on Twitter at Beefy underscore boys. Not really much of tweeters, though. And then, yeah, go ahead. Buy some merch. www.cafepress.com slash Beefy Boys Merch One. I know it's a really unwieldy thing, but there's uh, links to it on the website and in the store, and I'm working on getting a way better link than that. So that's what we got. Yeah, sweet. And, uh, yeah, in exciting news, we got a fourth microphone. So if you ever want to be part of the Beefy Boys for a quick chat, always feel free to contact us. Let's have some fun. Let's get into a conversation with us. And you can also, you know, come in with your own ideas and and contest with us. Let us know what you want to hear us talk about. We're a conversational group of dudes, you know. I mean, our mission statements about music, sports, and video games. But really, it's just pop culture in general. Anything. We're open to it. If we know about it, we'll talk about it. Alrighty. With that being said, I am Christian. Vito. And Joe. And we are signing off. Peace.